turn with me to the book of Job. 28. Verse 1 says, Surely there is a mine for silver and a place where gold is refined. Iron is taken from the earth and copper is smelted from ore. A man puts an end to darkness and searches every recess for ore is ore in the darkness and the shadow of death. Uh, he breaks open a shaft away from people in places forgotten by feet. They hang far away from men. They swing to and fro. So that chapter begins as men having this desire to find things that are hidden. So they go and find gold, they go and find silver, they go and find iron which is in darkness. That's how the chap chapter begins. And then it goes to verse 12. But where can be wisdom found? Where is the place of understanding? Man does not know its value, nor is it found in the land of the living. The deep says it's not in me, and the sea says it's not with me. It cannot be purchased for gold, nor can silver be weighed for its price. It cannot be valued in the gold of Ophir, in, in precious onyx or sapphire. Neither gold nor crystal can equal it, nor can it be exchanged for jewelry or fine gold. No mention shall be made of coral or quartz, for the price of wisdom is above rubies. So men who search out gold and silver and diamonds and rubies and topaz and quartz and all these precious stones are people who go and keep searching. And th those men who keep searching have never found wisdom. They have never found the place of understanding. Yeah? So then verse 20 says, From where then does wisdom come? Come on, say it. From where then does wisdom come? And where is the place of understanding? It is hidden from the eyes of all living and concealed from the birds of the air. Death and destruction say, we have heard a report about it with our ears. It's very interesting. So the wisdom of God that we are talking about is not some normal wisdom uh, that you can find in some books, that you can read somewhere and you, and you learn something. That is human intellect, right? It is the sharpening of your conscious mind. And that can be found so, so many places. The, the educational institutions of this time um, probably can, you know, give you such wisdom. But the wisdom that we are talking about is the divine wisdom of God. And that is not to be found in the land of the living. Meaning that is not found in this physical realm. That is not found in the natural realm. And the sea says, I do not have it. The depth says, it's not in me. Not only that, death and destruction says, it's really interesting, right? Uh, Job, how he writes it. Death and destruction says, we have heard a report about it with our ears. The other version says, we have heard rumors of it. We have heard rumors of it. So death and destruction has heard about wisdom they have never seen. Sea has never seen. Depths have never seen. 
people who keep searching precious things gold silver and all those things have never seen so where is the wisdom to be found then verse 23 says god understands its way and he knows its place so job 28 is about where can wisdom be found it cannot be found in the land of the living man cannot find it because god understands its way and he knows its place for he looks to the ends of the earth and sees under the whole heavens to establish a weight for the wind and apportion the waters by measure when he made a law for the rain and a path for the thunderbolt then he saw wisdom and declared it he prepared it indeed he searched it out and to man he said behold the fear of the lord that is wisdom and to depart from evil is understanding see job was written much earlier than any other books um the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom is not something written by solomon but it was written by job in this context only it was written that wisdom is never to be found anywhere in the land of the living no man can find it because god himself has found it and declared it and how he has declared it you know put the last passage in the message version that is um from verse 23 um yeah god alone knows the way to wisdom say god alone knows the way to wisdom yeah god alone knows the way to wisdom he knows the exact place to find it he knows where everything is on earth he sees everything under heaven after he commanded the winds to blow and measured out the waters and arranged for the rain yeah uh and set off uh explosions of thunder and lightning he focused on wisdom and made sure it was all set and tested and ready then he addressed the human race so when he has done everything when he has put the rains the law of rain how the rain functions how the thunderbolt works everything he has put and then he looks at the human race and said here it is mm-hmm. fear of the lord that is wisdom and insight means shunning evil come on say fear of the lord that is wisdom yeah fear of the lord that is wisdom so um what is this fear of the lord the fear of the lord is a very what do you say um topic that is confused a lot in the church um and i understand the confusion uh why it is um because there are contradicting things in the bible i will show you some things okay the bible so many places talks about have the fear of the lord have the fear of the lord fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom fear of the lord um you know is the beginning of knowledge it says in proverbs it says in psalms it says in uh, other places as well that fear of the lord is so important and then you come into the new testament um come with me to romans 8:15 it says for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out abba father so here it says hey comparing the old testament and the new testament it says we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear 
but we have received the spirit of adoption through whom we cry out abba father so here does it say to fear god what does it say we do that is that spirit of fear is the spirit of bondage it seems the spirit of religious duty that causes us to fear again and he says i don't want you to fear god because you have the spirit of sonship spirit of hoyothesia spirit of adoption through whom you cry out abba father so this is one place which says you need not fear um then first john chapter 4 verse 17 very well known passage in fact whenever we talk about the fear of the lord usually people talk in terms of fear of god's judgment right but you go and read first john chapter 4 verse 17 it says love has been perfected among us in this that we may have boldness in the day of judgment so god's love has been perfected among us so that we can have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is so are we in this world there is no fear in love perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment but he who fears has not been made perfect in love we love him because he first loved us so again here this passage says you are absolutely not supposed to have any fear of the lord right because perfect love has been perf- uh, perfected among us because fear involves torment and fear of god's judgment involves torment and that fear is not supposed to be in your life because god loves you so much that fear has been cast out from you and it has been perfected in your heart so do not have any kind of fear so so people think fear of the lord is a old testament concept and uh, in new testament love has come we know we don't need to fear god but that's not the case either because you come with me to second corinthians chapter chapter 7 verse 1 says therefore having these promises beloved let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit perfecting holiness in the fear of god so it's not that only the old testament talks about the fear of god new testament talks about the fear of god as well to make things complicated the fear here the word fear here and the word fear in first john 4 is the same word right it is the same word so it's not oh here there is a different word and there is a different word this has a slightly different meaning or it's the same word so there are verses which says fear the lord and then there are verses which says hey i don't want you to fear the lord so this is the contradiction and this is why people get confused so and the bible says the fear of the lord is wisdom so if we really know if we have to access the wisdom right the only place we can access the wisdom is the fear of the lord it seems so unless we know the fear of the lord we can never access divine wisdom and when we are confused about the fear of the lord we are confused about the place where we can find divine wisdom and we we don't get to access the wisdom of god so i want to bring clarity about the fear of the lord this morning so that we all have 
access to this divine wisdom. Is that okay? Wonderful. So, um, again, one more place which contradicts the Old Testament fear with uh, what we have is come with me to Hebrews, Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12, verse 18 says, For you have not come to the mountain that may be touched and that burned with fire to blackness and darkness and tempest. Uh, my goodness, you know, uh, we were discussing the other day in our family prayer about God physically showing up. And when God physically showed up in Mount Sinai, um, man, people were getting scared. So here, the writer of Hebrews is saying, you have not come to that mountain. You have not come to that Sinai mountain where that may be touched and that burned with fire to blackness and darkness and tempest and the sound of a trumpet and the voice of words so that those who heard it begged that the word should not be spoken to them anymore. We all want the audible voice of God, right? But when the audible voice of God showed up on Mount Sinai, it was so, you know, um, how people experienced it is really interesting. They are like, they are begging Moses, please, Moses, you go and do the talking with God and you come and tell us, we don't want to talk to God, we don't want to hear God. For they could not endure what was commanded. And if so, as much as a beast touches the mountain, it shall be stoned or shot with an arrow. So terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I am exceedingly afraid and trembling. Then you have the next phrase, but you have come to Mount Zion. So, so I want you to see this phrase, verse 18 and 22. Verse 18 says, you have not come to this mountain where you will be scared to death, right? Then verse 22 says, but you have come to Mount Zion. Let's explore this passage a bit so that we can have clarity, okay? Um, come with me to Exodus 20. Okay, Exodus 20, verse 18. Now all the people witnessed the thundering, the lightning flashes, the sound of the trumpet, the mountain smoking. My goodness, you know, can you imagine the scene? The whole mountain is burning, shaking and smoking. And, uh, uh, and when people saw it and trembled, they stood afar off. They said to Moses, you speak with us, we'll hear, but let not God speak with us lest we die. Look at verse 20. Can you read it out loud? And Moses said to the people, do not fear for God has come to test you that his fear may be before you that you may not sin. What contradiction in the same sentence? Do not fear. God has come to put his fear. Are you guys getting what I'm saying? So the fear of the Lord is what casts out every other fear in your life. The fear of the Lord 
is what casts out every other fear in your life if you are so i would use the word scared for other kinds of fear and then i would use the word fear of the lord for this we are scared of so many things starting from cockroaches right we are scared of that we are scared of darkness we are scared of this we are scared of that then we fear death we fear cancer we fear sickness we fear lack or we fear uh recession we fear um world wars we fear covid we fear um what to say swine flu chicken flu monkey flu you know my goodness all sorts of things uh we fear so many things but when you have the fear of the lord you will not have any other fear that's why fear of the lord is so important so adam in the garden <laughs> when he sinned he got scared and that kind of fear is what brings death and that is what is 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 the is is the proof that death the spirit of death has entered the day you shall eat of it you shall surely die but how did the death manifest on day 1 it did not manifest as and <coughs> or it did not manifest as fever how did it manifest though <laughs> it manifested like that so any time we are having any form of fear it is nothing but the fear of death manifesting in itself in so many ways we say we fear um not getting a job but actually we don't fear not getting a job we fear if we don't get a job then we don't get to eat if we don't get to eat then we we die so at the root of every fear we have the fear of death so the fear of the lord is what keeps every other fear out i'll show you some of the blessings of the fear of the lord okay um come with me to so psalm 111 the last verse the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom a good understanding have all those who do his commandments his praise endures forever can we all read it out loud one more time the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom a good understanding have all those who do his commandments his praise endures forever then it goes on in psalm 112 praise the lord blessed is the man who fears the lord who delights greatly in his commandments put that verse one in amplified okay so psalm 111 verse 10 says the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom and then verse 1 says uh praise the lord hallelujah blessed meaning read happy fortunate to be envied is the man who fears the lord okay so if you want to be really happy if you want to be fortunate if you want to be in a place so blessed that people become begin to envy you that kind of blessing is where is with the fear of the lord blessed is the man happy is the man fortunate is the man who fears the lord 
Then verse 12 says, his, uh, New King James says, his descendants will be mighty on earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in his house and his righteousness endures forever. Unto the upright there arises light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion. And righteous, a good man deals graciously and lends. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Surely he will never be shaken. The righteous will be in everlasting remembrance. He will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He will not be afraid until he sees his desire upon his enemies. It's, it's really interesting. So the seed of the righteous shall be mighty upon the earth. They shall not be afraid of any bad news. Be it CNN or BBC or whatever news. If when it gives you evil news, your heart shall not be afraid. Why? You have known what the fear of the Lord is. When you have known what the fear of the Lord is, there is no other anything else to fear. For example, if, if you see Daniel, if you see Joseph, if you see David, all these guys operated in the wisdom of God. But if you see, they all had the fear of the Lord in their hearts. They were not afraid of kings. They were not afraid of fire. They were not afraid of lion being thrown into lion's den, they were literally not afraid of anything. You know, little David can go and split open a lion's mouth and take the lamb out of its mouth. That's how much he was not scared of anything in life because he had the fear of the Lord in, in his place. My goodness. The fear of the Lord casts out every fear. So what is, um, you know, what is this fear of the Lord? This is not the <laughs> fear that Adam feared. This is not the fear <laughs> that Israelites feared when they saw Mount Sinai. That is being scared of God. Look at somebody and say, fear the Lord, don't be scared of him. Fear the Lord, don't be scared of him. So what is the fear of the Lord? Um, come with me to Psalms. Let's do 25, verse 6. Remember, O Lord, your tender mercies and your hasad, loving kindness, for they are from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth, nor my transgressions. According to your mercy, remember me for your goodness sake, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he teaches sinner in the way. So, what is verse 6 about? It's, it's about his mercies, loving kindness. What is verse 7 about? It's about his mercy, goodness, forgiveness, abundant pardon. Right? Verse 8, it's about again goodness. Good and upright is the Lord. Then... Um, the humble he guides in justice, he, the humble he teaches his way. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth to such as keep his covenant and his testimony. 
for your name's sake o lord pardon my iniquity for it is great then it goes to verse 12 says who is the man that fears the lord him shall he teach in the way he chooses so first before you can fear the lord you need to have a clear cut picture of god's goodness unless you know how extremely god is good and how his loving kindness is of old from generation to generation how he abundantly pardons and how he is not keeping your sin in track record and how he is not getting out on your sin when only when you have a good solid theology about god's goodness then only you are positioned to explore the fear of the lord when you don't have a revelation of how god is good and then you are like <laughs> already you are like adam and uh, israel and then the fear of the lord is being taught to you you are not moving in the fear of the lord that the bible talks about you are moving in the fear of the lord that bible says you are not supposed to be having regarding god are you guys following what i'm saying so when the new testament says god has not given us the spirit of bondage again to fear uh fear in wall torment fear of punishment in wall torment and perfect love has ca- cast out fear this that fear is this <laughs> this fear because this fear is going to keep you away from the lord adam wanted to run away israel said i we don't want to hear him that kind of fear takes you away but the fear of the lord is what takes you in see that's what moses had Moses had the fear of the Lord people were scared of the Lord uh, even in Exodus 20 right the, uh, look at the next verse that we read 20 20 is what where Moses said uh, Exodus 20 20 is where Moses said do not fear for God has come to test you and that that his fear may be before you say so that you may not sin yeah verse 21 so the people stood afar off but Moses drew near the thick darkness where god was can you imagine the the people who were scared they were going far and moses who had the fear of the lord moved closer so the fear of the lord is what makes you keep coming closer 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 into the heart of god into the white boiling heart of his goodness right and when you go into that place you shudder because he loves you so much you literally tremble at his goodness man god is so good he loves me so much i can't afford to have any thought in my head which is not in his head about me you you come to that place because you are so much in awe of god's goodness and loving kindness and what comes from that place is the true fear of the lord which is the beginning of wisdom which is casting out all kind of other fears and all the blessings that you see you know you're mighty upon the earth wealth and riches are stored upon you you're not afraid of any evil tidings all these things happen in that place where you have a great revelation of his absolute goodness so here in psalms 25 you see who is the man that 
fears the Lord, him shall he teach in the way he chooses. Verse 13, everyone out loud. Yeah. He himself shall dwell in prosperity and his descendants shall inherit the earth. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him and he will show them his covenant. So why the, the uh, fear of the Lord is the beginning of the wisdom? Because the secret of the Lord is with those who fear them, fear him, to them he shows his covenant. So wisdom is nothing but the secret of the Lord. Yeah, it is hidden wisdom for his people. So this is not found in the land of the living. This is not any natural wisdom. This is found only with God. God only knows its place and he has declared it to mankind saying, this is the place of wisdom, which is the, which is fear of the Lord. And that fear of the Lord is not being scared of God, but having an absolute revelation of God's goodness. Again, I'll show you. Come with me to Psalms 34, verse 7. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. Verse 8. Oh, come on. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no want to those who fear him, the young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. So, this blessing of lacking no good thing, there is that state of blessedness. You shall lack no good thing. Yeah, look at somebody and say, you shall not lack anything that is good. Like anything that is good. Even young lions lack and suffer hunger but those who seek the Lord shall lack no good thing but that blessing is for whom? for those who fear the Lord right? because the previous verse says oh fear the Lord you his saints there is no want to those who fear him if you are having fear of lack Oh, I might be in lack, I might not have this, I might not that, have that. That means we haven't really grown in the fear of the Lord. Why we have not grown in the fear of the Lord? Previous verse. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord. So, oh, fear the Lord comes after Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. So unless you have tasted how good the Lord is, you don't have any right to speak about the fear of the Lord. Unfortunately, the church keeps talking about the fear of the Lord outside the context of how extremely God is good. Therefore, it keeps <laughs> pumping in the fear that the Bible is trying to remove through the fear of the Lord. That's what religion does. Religion is really good in pumping in fear, which the Bible is trying to remove 
through a revelation of God's goodness and faithfulness. Proverbs 14.27 The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to turn one away from the snares of death. Yeah. That's what I told you. Wisdom. What did death and destruction say about wisdom? We have heard rumors of it. That means wisdom never came near death and destruction. Death and destruction are only hearing rumors about wisdom because it's nowhere to be found. So when you're operating in divine wisdom, you would nowhere to be found near death and destruction. Right? Death and destruction will hear, hear rumors about you. Can never come near your place. Because you are in the fear of the Lord. And the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to turn one away from the snares of death. My goodness. Fear of the Lord delivers you from death. That's what I said. Daniel had the fear of the Lord. David had the fear of the Lord. They were always delivered from death time and again, time and again, time and again. You know, there is no war that David lost. Right from a young age, he, he took the army in battle, the Saul's army in battle. Saul wanted to kill him. Philistines wanted to kill him. Every fellow out there wanted to kill David, right? But the Bible says, not one thing he failed. How? How he can be in such a thing? Because he says, even an army, it, you know, is around me. And enemies are encroaching and creeping in. My heart shall not be afraid. I shall lie down in safety and I, I will take my rest. How can he be in such a place? Because he had the fear of the Lord in his place. He had absolute revelation of God's goodness and covenant faithfulness about his hasad that God can never break his covenant with him. So because he had such absolute goodness, uh, absolute confidence in God's goodness, he had the fear of the Lord in place and the fear of the Lord is the fountain of life and kept him away from the snares of death. Proverbs 19.23 The fear of the Lord leads to life and he who has it will abide in satisfaction. He will not be visited with evil. Come on, lift your hands and say, the fear of the Lord shall lead me to life. And I have it. And I will abide in satisfaction. And I will not be visited with evil. Yes. Evil shall not visit you when you have the fear of the Lord. So fear of the Lord protects you from death. Fear of the Lord brings you wealth and riches. Fear of the Lord makes you not afraid of evil tidings. Fear of the Lord opens your heart to the secrets of the Lord. Fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. Fear of the Lord makes you lack no good thing in life. 
fear of the Lord puts you in a place where evil doesn't visit you and you become a rumor for death and destruction. These are all the blessings of the fear of the Lord and the fear, fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A couple of verses and then we pray. Um, let's do Isaiah 33. Yeah. 33 verse 6. He will be the sure foundation for your times and rich store of salvation, wisdom. Just verse 6. Remove verse 5. Yeah, just. Yeah, he will be the sure foundation for your times and a rich store of salvation and wisdom and knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the key to this treasure. Read it out loud one more time. He will be the sure foundation for your times, a rich store of salvation, wisdom and knowledge. So God wants to be the sure foundation of your times. No matter what the time, how, recession and all these things, God wants his people to be secure because he himself wants to be the foundation of your time and a rich storehouse of salvation, wisdom and knowledge. So whenever you get into trouble, God's saving act saves you from it. And then wisdom, knowledge, a storehouse of all these things and God himself is the foundation of that storehouse. And what is the key to that treasure house? The fear of the Lord is the key to this treasure. So if you want to access all sorts of wisdom, if you want to access all sorts of knowledge, and if you want to have a life that has sure foundations, then we learn the fear of the Lord. And to learn the fear of the Lord, what is that? Is to have a revelation of his Absolute goodness. When your heart is thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly convinced that he is good and he loves you and he is for you, he is not against you and you go in, <gasps> wow, that wow or reverence is called the fear of the Lord. The last verse for today, Isaiah 11 Verse 2, the spirit of the Lord talking about Jesus, right? The spirit of the Lord rests upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. So you have the sevenfold spirit, right? The spirit of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, the spirit of knowledge, and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. So the sevenfold wisdom of God, and it's, it's the menorah, right? Seven candlesticks. Uh, so talking about the Holy Spirit, sevenfold wisdom of God. And 
What's the key to it? The next verse. His delight is in the fear of the Lord. So how does, how do you access this sevenfold spirit, wisdom of, uh, spirit of wisdom and understanding, spirit of counsel and might and spirit of knowledge is delighting in the fear of the Lord. Delighting in the fear of the Lord. So Jesus, Jesus himself had fear of the Father. Can you imagine, right? The fear of the Lord is what Jesus had towards the Father. His, and he was delighting in that. How does the fear of the Lord look in the life of Jesus? I won't say or do anything that I don't see my father do or I don't hear my father say. That's how the fear of the Lord in the life of Jesus looked like. Man, he loves me so much. He's so good. I'm daily his delight. His delight is in the fear of the Lord. Then it comes to, come with me to uh, Proverbs 8.30. I was beside him as a master craftsman. That word can also be interpreted as, uh, as a little child, as a much-loved child. I was beside him as a much-loved child, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing, always before him. Okay? What is to rejoice? To rejoice is to laugh in pleasure, to play, laugh, make merry, play ten times, laugh ten times, sport three times, merry two times, then scorn, mock is also there. So can you imagine laughing, playing, rejoicing? People usually ask, you're saying jiggy jiggy bam bam and everything. Where is it in the Bible? Where, where do you think Jesus was laughing with the Father? Not, here, I was daily his delight, rejoicing, always before him. So... The same Jesus who was rejoicing and was daily the delight of the Father was delighting in the fear of the Lord as well. So these are not opposite things. It is precisely, precisely the same. It is so deep that it creates a shudder in your heart to do anything that would hurt the other person. Because you love the other person so much and you know that person loves you so much. How can you love and fear the same person? Get married. You will know. How you love and fear the same person. Right? Because these are not... If you're... Scared of that person, you keep moving away from that person. But when you really love that person, you 
you fear that person in a way that you don't want to hurt them in any way. That's the fear of the Lord. And that is what keeps you from evil. And that is what keeps you from every other kind of fear. And that is the beginning of wisdom. And that kind of wisdom is not to be found on this planet earth. That is not to be found in the land of the living. And that can be accessed only by your revelation of God's goodness in your life. Okay?